Lime, duh. Uh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it again, baby. Hello. Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where comedians uh, die, attack wrestling to an unhealthy, that's like punches, to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, the host with the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling, Black, <laughs> a.k.a. Dunsky Blackamora, no more Mr. Nice Chew! A.K.A. the creatine dream, dream over. <laughs> I send it you to Delisha. Erase your mind. <laughs> A.K.A. Papa Oat Milk. A.K.A. Donnie Dirt Sheets. Bing, 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 bing. Donnie Dirt Sheets. A.K.A. the modern day goof and spoof Raja Coming at you like Cleopatra Baby, baby Gabba, gabba Gabba, gabba, we Gabba, 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 gabba Yeah, yeah, yeah This girl, she's my Fashion And She what up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction with all of our spicy, spicy, we caliente wrestling reactions. Shut your Okay, is that necessary? Is that necessary? Okay. Oh, man. And before we get into all the spicy, hot, hot wrestling action this week, we had a fun week of pro wrestling. Uh, actually... A really fun week to talk about pro wrestling because of uh, some weird shit that went down. Uh, but uh, we, we, this is the go and the go home show to hell in the cell go home week, and you know what that means? That the cow zoom Thunderdome for Patreon subscribers is this. Weekend, as I announced on patreon.com slash comedians wrestling and on the podcast this week, uh, 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 and last week that, uh, the cow zoom thunderdome, we will be having monthly get togethers as a cow community to watch pay-per-views. So this Sunday, October 25th during hell in a cell, starting at the start time of the hell in a cell pay-per-view, we'll be hanging out on zoom talking wrestling uh, uh, and uh, uh, hanging out and you have an opportunity for you guys to come talk to us uh, Royal Rumble style <laughs> we'll be uh, I don't know if there's going to be a hard and fast every two minutes we allow uh, a jabroniac to come in and, and uh, until uh, we throw you over the ropes and bring in a new uh, jabroniac but we'll be having fun interactive conversations with you guys uh, as we push into doing new Stuff bringing the cow uh, experience to the uh, official. I think we're at 25D. We were 4D, then 6, then 8, then now we're at the 25D experience. Uh, so check that out. Join the uh, uh, $10 tier at patreon.com slash comedians wrestling. And every month we'll be announcing new 
get-togethers. Um, I don't think they'll always be pay-per-views. There might be times where we choose what we're watching uh, together, but uh, a lot, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It'll be different every single uh, month what we choose to do. So go check that out. Patreon.com/slash means wrestling. Also, you know, support the podcast over there. Give us a couple bucks, and uh, we're never asking for handouts. We got the Kazoo Thunderdome, and we also have AEW NXT centric. Wednesday Night War episodes uh, every Friday morning with Nick Tula, the supermarket, me. Um, you heard a little. Uh, there's a bonus preview episode on the uh, on the main feed right now of Tulo and uh, my best friend Jason Jabiro re- going at it uh, over their disagreements uh, on on wrestling right now, and uh, it's pretty fun. Check that out. So that's brought to you by the Patreon. So okay, you got it. Anyway, also, make sure to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it matters. It helps. Give us five stars. Write a review. And if you say well, a wrestler that is one of your guys in the comments, a wrestler that has become on your arsenal of wrestlers, your bench, if you will, okay, uh, I will congratulate you on that. So we'll do more of those next week. All right. So. Excited to see you all in the Hell in a Cell. Uh, I'll post in, in, in the Zoom link in the Patreon, so you'll have that. And uh, yeah, gonna be a great time. I'm pretty excited for this pay per view. We'll hear, uh, we'll hear uh, what uh, the the folks have to say here on the pod. And uh, without further ado, before we talk about the fiends for 45 minutes, uh, <laughs> let me introduce the room. Oh man, he's here. He's a nasty, nasty boy, nasty. Newman. Welcome to How About a City, bitch. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, good for you. <laughs> okay, and the first lady of cow, Erin Finnerty. What up? What up? Whoa, 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 whoa. What lime, duh. Obviously, mm-hmm. pouring myself a lime LaCroix never hurt. Why do you pour oh. it? You pour it like intentionally to make more bubbles. Yeah. Because I, I watched the fizz. You know, this is this is on these the videos are on YouTube now. You can watch us. You can see the effervescence from Dan's LaCroix cup. This is no longer just an audio medium, which I have come to understand. That's why I've been pumping up my muscles. I have a pre-popped uh, LaCro- uh, pastique LaCroix. Anyway. Pastique. Mm-hmm. A beautiful pastique. We're drinking LaCroix. It's great. Yep. They're Triple not that popular anymore, so they're going on sale constantly. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Newman's background, by the way, if you haven't seen the Zoom, is AJ Styles standing next to, what's that guy's name, Jordan? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I don't know this guy's name. If you ask commentary, it's this man. <laughs> yeah, his, AJ Styles' new bodyguard, who was also the bouncer at the Cow Underground, which is no more. Um, unfortunately, the cow underground is, uh, went even further underground, I guess. Many would say that the cow underground went so far underground that it was buried by Vince. Um, so that's where we're at. But yeah, that's, that guy was, that guy's hilariously taller than AJ. It's unbelievable. Well, AJ's a short guy to begin with. He's maybe five, seven-ish. You think AJ's five seven? According to Wikipedia, uh, AJ Styles is five eleven. Hang on. Yeah, uh, I think AJ is not five. There's no way AJ Styles well, is five eleven. Well, Wikipedia, you got to give it like a yeah. five five inch like. Well, birth. we know that Daniel Bryan is five eight, so 
it won't see uh, AJ Styles. If you've seen like those guys, say, oh, well, they're on different shows now, so that's not going to happen. I'm 5'10". I'm right. 5'9", mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. I'm 5'7". Yeah. yeah. And AJ, when I was backstage almost a year ago to the day um, on SmackDown's debut on Fox, AJ Styles walked past me, and he was noticeably shorter than me. Noticeably yeah. shorter. Yeah, he walked right past me. I saw him. He was standing mm. literally an inch from me, and he is much so shorter than. What I are am. we thinking? Like maybe like four. I think 11, he's five eight. Five one. I would say he's I'm, five nine. I say five seven. No, bro, he was you more than an shorter inch shorter than, than I am. Than I think he's five seven. Wow. All right. Well. Hmm. All right. Well, you heard it here second. Um, <laughs> he, uh, I mean, maybe that's why he's a flat earther, AJ Styles, because he's much closer, closer to the, the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I went back and I watched that AJ Styles flat earth clip. It's from uh, Talking Smack. And yeah. oh, it's God. funny. Talking Smack was such a great show because if you go back and watch some of these clips, uh, like on YouTube, the show it clearly has is so rudderless, like it has no direction at all. It is the biggest afterthought in in wrestling history, and that's what made it so good. It was just raw, you know. And so, like Daniel Bryan's on there, and he's the GM. He's not allowed to yeah. wrestle, if you remember. This is when he's the GM. He's got his doofy haircut and flannel, and he's like looking at all these guys living his dream. And AJ's on there, and AJ starts healing off because he's a heel. And Daniel Bryan just crosses like the fourth wall and just goes like, "Is that why you're a flat earther?" No, he goes, he goes, "Do you want to tell every, do you want to tell everybody about how you think the Earth is flat?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, it's so. Oh no, funny. no, no, because because AJ's talking about like you want to talk about this, you want to talk about that. I won't talk about me winning the championship. And then Brian's like, and then Daniel Bryan's like, uh, do you want to talk about how you think the earth is flat? Damn. <laughs> called out. Yo, he goes, do you want to talk about this? And, and then he goes like, no, no, I don't think that. It's just like, I'm just saying there's some things. That's what he keeps yeah, going. Like, there's some things out there. <laughs> but you can see AJ is so thrown because Daniel like completely <laughs> breaks characters, trying to stay a character. To be honest, it's like terrible improv. If you had yeah, to, like yeah. Daniel Bryan is not doing his role at all in there. Like, for example, a great role was like Peter Rosenberg when Kevin Owens was trashing on him at, on Talking Smack. And right. he like totally took it. He understood like this guy's higher status than I am. I should be scared of him. Like being punked out by him is like humiliating. That's the role. Daniel Bryan gets a little pushback because his, his role is like GM and he's supposed to be the host and he can't fucking take it. And he just punks him out in real life. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then AJ oh literally goes, God. I'm just saying there's some things. <laughs> he says something too along the lines of like, maybe you just can't handle it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can't handle the truth, Dan O'Brien. Yeah. Uh, you know what's so funny? I was, there was a picture of AJ. Um, I don't know if it was a picture or whatever, but it was a video or, and it was like him in rocking jeans. And this guy wears his fashion. Lee brand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they're like, what he's thinking. So I was like, wow, this is so bad. The jeans he wears, yeah. like the worst fashion and then someone's like no man it's fucking perfect like that is AJ Styles character and I was like you are right like do I want to see AJ Styles in like skinny jeans no 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 he's Kirkland brand from Costco yeah I don't think he even wears like Costco I think he wears like more like true religion Ew, he wears yeah. dungarees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't even wear jeans. He wears dungarees. Like he's wearing the jeans that have like 
the really thick seam on the sides and like a white stitch like you know what i mean no doubt no it's doubt. more like that uh anyway so real low rise too oh my god yeah relaxed fit with like those, leather those shoes. are his best fitting jeans that you're posting. relaxed those are the yeah, best relaxed fit <laughs> jeans. Best he's him. doing he's doing the french tuck in the front also um with his t-shirt which is pretty he actually looks all right there for the that's a i actually like first of all i love the big belt buckle the matter of fact i gotta get one of those you just <laughs> you gotta get a me. belt buckle yeah okay. yeah, yeah i want to get like a huge oval you know what i mean mm. maybe with a, maybe it's like cow. cow on it maybe i'll spray yeah. paint it or something um but anyway uh so here's here's the point of what i'm saying this is uh-huh. aj styles we're going into it this is the leading story aj styles talking about flat earth two years ago um <laughs> is uh th- so they started doing the like virtual meetups with wrestlers you know you pay like 125 dollars yeah. and you get two, two minutes, minutes with the wrestler and mm-hmm. i was like yo aj was one of them on this friday and i was like what if i just talked to him about flat earth shit for two minutes <laughs> for 125 dollars if worth I was like, yo, worth it. he would cut the feed. Should I do that? Or you think he would, he would bounce? He would bounce. Talk, maybe what if you talked to him about jeans? Less controversial. Where you, you get your jeans, man. Yeah. You, you don't think I can come at me? Listen, AJ, here's the deal. I think we God, guys, listen. <laughs> if I, what if I, you guys have to support me on this, but if I start getting uh-huh. those virtual meet and greets and I just start like, just doing like a huge mark out, like just being like, listen, here's what you need to do with your character and just see what they yeah. do. Just like seeing what they do. You need to go like full on, like, I mean, like warrior. Ultimate. What if you came out as the ultimate warrior next week? <laughs> Wise use of two minutes. And the guys would be like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Charlotte, Charlotte, so great to get to talk to you. Look, you're- I got killer booking for you, dude. Remember Macho Man? Yeah. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Macho? Remember Macho Man? Do that. <laughs> yeah, remember Macho Man? Just yo, you should be the Macho Woman. Mm. What do you think about that? Mm. You ever seen the movie Wonder Woman? What if you just become Wonder Woman? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> just throw bad ideas at them. All right. Anyway, so let's talk about some. Uh, uh, let's let's get it. Let's get into the spiciness that is this week in pro wrestling. And by the way, Aaron uh, has a special report for us, which we'll get to in a little bit mm-hmm. uh, of a, a, a topic that I actually asked her to look into, uh, and uh, she 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 did some digging for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, but let's talk about let's start over on Raw, but and we'll get into our Hell in a Cell predictions as well. Uh, we'll keep that going, but. Uh, do you have the card up? Does anyone have the card up? I have the whole. I have the the table ready. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Let's talk about the fiend on Raw. So the fiend arrived on Raw, and, and you can't talk about the fiend arriving on Raw without really having a time to talk about retribution. Let's <laughs> time right. to have a real. It's you know it's you know the movie. It's time to it's talk time. about Kevin or whatever or like let's, yeah. there's, we need let's to talk, talk about retribution. <laughs> we need to talk about retribution. The shit has hit the fan with retribution and. Um, I'm seeing a lot of just, you know, I get it. Every podcast out there, everything I've seen is just retribution or RIP. Let's, let's, let's think, let's really think about the retribution thing right now. And that might be where okay. we, let's, where we, where we land, but we'll have to start at the fiend. Fiend shows up on raw and, um, man, the fiend, uh, probably the best thing in wrestling right now is the fiend. Yeah, Are you? Yeah. I mean, this 
song is so fucking killer. So do you see, like, The Fiend, his entrance in the Thunderdome is just, like, perfect. He's one of these wrestlers that's actually... The Thunderdome really helps his character, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's he's better off without people around him because it helps more uh, keep it like a, a, a supernatural. But when he's entering, they have all the graphics down. It's killer. He does that thing where he I don't even what do you even call that walk he does? Is it like kind of just like a you ambles with your front foot, like your side shuffle, kind of like a. Does he, does he kind of like yeah like. Maybe I'm gonna drag do a leg here. a little bit, yeah. Like, like if this is the ramp this way, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Visual aid, folks. He's walking to the side, but like, I don't know why that's such a scary way to walk, but it really like, is. Kind of like hobbling or like, it like creeps. Like, yeah, cre- creeps. Like, like scary guys always have a signature walk. Like Michael Myers, yeah, Freddy kind of creeps. I think it is. It's like the equivalent of. If you were walking into a cave with a lifted lantern, but your arm didn't work and you had to lead with a dead arm. Yeah. But anyway, it looks so fucking good. He's so committed to it. Uh, the I, mean, mask, if you wanted, I never if you get, get sick really, of the mask. If you get really into it, it's almost like his body and his he's like so massive that like he can barely even carry his own body down mm-hmm. to the ring. He's right. dragging you know? himself. Like he struggles under the weight of his own massiveness, yeah. But the thing with the Fiend is I was thinking about it and I was kind of like, oh, well, like, you know, Undertaker used to do this stuff and Kane did. But I really think that Fiend is taking that whole thing to the next level because there is a next element. There is a next level almost like feels too good to be WWE of scariness to that character yeah. and like darkness to it that like when he pops up, you're like, you really feel like, oh, fuck, this character is going to ruin this segment or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it, it works really well. Also, I noticed Bray's been beefing up, and I just think, like, Bray, just stay healthy, but also, like, you don't, don't starve yourself or anything, bro. You, we don't need you to be, like, 20 pounds lighter than this, unless you want to do it for your right. health. Like, <laughs> a, a nice beefy fiend is fine with me, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's just he's firing on every single cylinder imaginable. So so okay. Now the the big story of this is Alexa, who's now fully integrated with the fiend character. They did uh, they did a little dueling uh, Abigail pianos uh, last week, <laughs> and uh, and then now literally this week on on Raw, which I love when a character just kind of takes over a whole episode, even though it's like, you know, he wasn't in the way of a lot of other matches and segments, but like, you know, he kicked off the show, then he popped back very sooner, then he still had a fun house segment. Mm-hmm. Um, so where, 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 how do you see this? Uh, how do you see this Alexa role? By the way, I know I'm going back to retribution. How do you see this Alexa role? Like, do you see it as something closer to like Scarlet? For carrying cross, where it's like she's kind of like the uh, fuck. Why do I Pop, never remember what word? Valet. No, not valet. Like you know when like you see you see um, like you know when you see a bunch of birds and you're like, oh, that means a storm's coming. That means like the birds are flying away from it. Oh, like an harbinger. Harbinger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is she harbinger like the harbinger of, of yeah. the fiend? Sure. Right. Is she that? Is she the Harley? I don't think this is even defined yet. I don't know, but I would like to know. Is she more like Harley Quinn, which is like 
clearly something she's been trying to do for a while where it's like she's just a huge fan and in love with him, which we have seen. But then this week I felt like what she was doing on Raw was a little different than just like I'm just a fan. It's like there's a full embrace. Like they're they're like a unit. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and she had his voice at one point. So yes. I don't know what the connection is there. Like, is he speaking through her or the other way around? Not sure yet. Well, like, she still sucks at saying let him in, by the way. He I don't tried know it why. differently this week, though, and she said it herself in the ring. She tried a little something different. Why can't she whisper it? Why can't she go, like, let him in? Or, like, something. Oh, like, maybe, yeah, she'll right? try yeah, that. Yeah. maybe she'll try that next. She keeps sounding like a valley girl. It's like, let him in. It's like it's a, she was like, let him in. Let him in. Like she, she spiked it. Let on him that. in. Yeah, she's I like, mean, let she him like, in. It's got to be like, let him in. Asking right? her not to speak like that is like, you're asking her to go against her true nature. It's like, it's like <laughs> she's good. She's fighting through so much programming to not speak like that. Right. right. I'm just so curious, like, how, how their relationship, like, evolves. Like, I hope that it leads to Alexa having her own, not just, like, part of the Fiend. Like, I hope she's also chasing titles and, and you know, it is, like... And, as, and, like, this, as Sister Abigail, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That all being said, just the shot of like the American Gothic shot of them facing yeah. the hard cam, holding each other's hands, like like almost like they had the pitchforks. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, very was so killer. Well, what happened? If we, if we can reverse engineer it, like, well, oh no, but, like what okay. happened? Literally, like, like the um, she he saw her as the fiend, right? And then she saw him. She saw through him and like he became enamored with her. So she's like his paramour. And then he converted her over to like his side. That's like, that's what happened, right? Right. Like if we think back on the episode. So like. Like he um, gave her the mandible claw. Right. Yeah. He used her as a tool against Braun to begin with. And then like brought her into the fold and then gave her the mandible claw. And from then she was like under his spell. Yeah, but like the whole time, the fiend seemed to be enamored with her. Like he saw her and was like instantly like, "I, you must, I must have her in my collection of like vessels or whatever." Well, the 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 bottom line with this whole thing is that the writing can be a little sloppy and it won't matter because you have the two best actors on the show working together, you know, and like it's gonna be so elevated. Like whereas, like I think that like. I don't really even I don't see that many bad moves they could make with them almost. You know, like right. I think it's gonna be pretty fun no matter what. The question really is what do you do with the fiend on Raw? Because I have a feeling we see him in that cell. We see him in the Randy Drew match. Oh. I just feel like why not have him appear in that cell? Even if it doesn't end the match because it's the hell in the cell, it's like why not just have it that like fiend pops in, like you know what I'm saying? On top of the cell, like standing on top. Of yeah. The cell. Why? Why wouldn't you? Like it's Halloween time. Why wouldn't you just have like him come in and Sister Abigail, both of them, and just disappear? Like wh- why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it just seems so fun. Yeah, I think you just stay the course with the fiend. Like just have him. There's nothing to change. Just have him keep popping up. Have him keep being a chaos agent. Have him keep being a foil for wrestlers who it doesn't matter if he loses because he like changes them. It's perfect, but nothing needs to change. So here's the thing, and this is how we ties into yeah. He's he's just killing it. Let's just enjoy it, right? So like, I find that you know the thing we've learned from this podcast. Anytime we talk about something, and we're kind of just like 
fantasy booking or just saying something we liked from it, it's working. And in wrestling, this is like almost too good to be true. <laughs> Let's just parlay this into talking about retribution because right. so this, Newman stuff yawned that I, at, the, at the mention of retribution. That's worth mentioning. <laughs> I just, yeah, I want to say this is that I am calling work on retribution, okay? Meaning I am saying that this writing for retribution this week was so, so bad that I almost believe that them getting punked out this bad and especially having the fiend be involved is that there's almost some kind of plan here. Uh, 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 now that's giving the WB a lot of credit, Yeah, <laughs> but they had the fiend literally decimate the entire retribution by himself. And yeah. does that lead to the fiend, you know, converting these guys and having these disciples? I don't know because that promo that Ali cut, cut made it feel like they're going to go deeper into this. But like, I just have such a hard time believing that they thought that like, this was a good use of retribution this week. And like, uh, you know, cause let's, let's think about what happened with retribution this week. They, they got clean loss to the hurt business, which by the way, the fiend popped up right after. So they didn't even need to eat that pin. It could have just mm-hmm. been DQ. Right. So I'm not sure what they were thinking, why they needed Dijakovic. Who's looking huge right now. Uh, and, and like, you know, not scary. He looks stupid, but he's looking big to get pinned by Lashley. I'm not sure what, it's not like her business needed that pin for any reason. Um, right. If you have a schmoz, why not take the schmoz? Uh, I'm not sure. Then they also got drafted to raw, which was like, okay, they're on the roster. That made them look stupid. You can't be an agent of chaos if you're playing by the rules, you know? Yeah. Um, it's why, like, when CM Punk left with the title, we're like, that was so awesome until he just came back with the title. And you're like, okay. So he didn't care that much. <laughs> All right. Like, you know. Uh, and then, yeah, they gave Ali uh, they gave Ali this promo. So, okay. That was the one thing that threw me off because I was like, maybe they're going to convert them. But it's like, it feels like they're leaning still into Ali. So, okay, so before we talk about the Ali promo, because I have a lot to say about that, uh, like, do you think that it's possible that they were like, all right, Retribution should get drafted, take a pin, and then also all of them get beat up by The Fiend? Uh, Is that just because Vince is just over them entirely, or there's some, some kind of plan for them? I don't think that there's a plan. I think yeah. that's pretty optimistic. I don't think Here's so what I think. Yeah. I think. I, I don't think so either, but I think that they know a little more than we do. Th- I think they have something in mind, you know? I think what we saw was it was the season premiere, right? And they were trying to make it a big deal, and right. they want to feature work, the by The ratings didn't move uh, right. from the season premiere. So what I think happened was that, you know, it was the season premiere, and they were – wanting to feature the fiend as like, Oh, this is the character that's on this network. It's not on Fox. It's on USA. And so they, they put him in just more in the episode. And part of that was like, well, what can we have him do? It's like, well, let's just have him beat up retribution. They don't really have anything like besides momentum to build. So it was just yeah. a way to feature him as like, a I, I dominant agree. Force. you're right. And they're just like, they're excited to show everybody who only watches raw 
the fiend and so that's all that right. happened and then they were like oh this is whatever and they were you know okay fine we'll give ali a promo and that was probably all they thought about it but i i'm being a little marky but okay so let's just talk about retribution so retribution had a really terrible week is retribution remotely salvageable and i think the only way to really go into that is to think about what is the mission of retribution when it, when is re- retribution salvageable it comes down to really like what is retribution like that's what's kind of unclear about retribution to me even though they say it i'm like why am i not grasping what this is now one of the main reasons with that for that is the uh the agents of chaos angle actually contradicts a lot of their mission statement really uh which is like why if which we'll get into but like i don't believe that their look matches at all what they're going for they're wearing masks like we're Antifa or something, right? Like they're trying to be like Antifa. But when you hear what Ali is saying, it's kind of like here. There's there's many reasons why it contradicts. Okay, <laughs> you'll see. So, all right. First thing is uh, Ali's mad at, which is a personal thing, which is like the company can't make can't figure out how to make a buck off a wrestler named Mustafa Ali. Okay, so that was one thing he was upset about. So that I felt like is like kind of like a xenophobic undertone or something, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like, oh, my name's Mustafa, and that's kind of like you, you. I'm. It sounds too far, and you're not interested in me. That's why you right. changed my name, you know. Mm-hmm. But they don't dig far into that. It's kind of just a throwaway line, right? So they just kind of throw in this like, kind of like a, almost like a racist accusation, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Which is like, all right. To be honest, historically accurate. Kind of a cool idea, yeah. to be honest, because anything that's worked shoot is thinking. interesting. Yeah. Right. And like there's something about like now, what's tricky about that is I don't know if I would go after the company for that. I might go after the fans for that. Right. Like, I might be like, you guys made them change my name because you're not fans of I am because it's like Mustafa Lee like was wrestling and he was out there. He was you know, so it's like you're not catching on. Plus, there is no one to blame in story. We like, are you blaming Adam Pierce? There's right. no structure of WWE for, from a viewer standpoint. Right. So we have said that a million times. So I don't really know. Okay. So that's a cool idea. So then he was like, oh, oh, by the way, I was the hacker. Okay. Oh yeah, threw that in there. Which it was like question we were all dying to have answered. That was more. Anything, that was right? more ham. That was more ham-fisted than Otis Dozovich. Oh my god! It was like El Gran Gordo. Remember him? Yeah. Remember the hacker on Fridays? Yeah. That was me. Uh, I bet as well admit this now, but you remember that hacker? You remember that, that hacker was me. Did what? Well, I mean, did, was there any retribution no. to no. the hacking? Was no. there any? It was like the equivalent of like Carmella's like mirror promo. Like it was just like, ooh, look who's here, coming soon, and then nothing happened. I mean, they did the same thing with Ember Moon, who I think is one of the worst talents in WWE, <laughs> uh, and like who, uh, who? I mean, she has a great move. And by the way, that's enough for you to be right. in WWE. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying she's not very good. But like, I'll watch that Eclipse on repeat all day, so that's right. fine. That's enough. A lot of wrestlers have nothing I'm into. She has something I'm into, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, she went to the the, the high school. She, whatever. Actually, I don't need to do that, that information. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you that before, though. Um, but anyway, so 
she like they, her, she had like night vision goggles on. Remember? And she yeah. was like, and they showed like promos of her like sneaking around. You're like, why? <laughs> like what to do? What? You know? Like all right, okay. And then she was like, I was on my bike. Her gimmick is Amber Moon is I was off for twelve months to purchase a motorcycle. Okay. So <laughs> get my motorcycle. I did a lot of research. <laughs> I first I was considering Ducati. Uh, and then I was like, I can't afford that on my NXT salary now that I'm demoted to NXT from main roster. <laughs> I can't afford an Italian motorcycle. So I went with the Used Ducati. <laughs> Used Ducati. Which, by the way, cost me more because I needed to replace some parts and needed to ship them in during the quarantine from Italy, which was, if you remember, a hot spot and on lockdown for a while. Eclipse! Eclipse! All right. Anyway, okay. What is this podcast about? Okay. Retribution. We're talking. We're having fun, though, I think. Many people are saying. A lot of fun. <laughs> so okay, he was the hacker. It made no sense. The hacker had was just vignettes of uh, literally the Matrix screens, the green Matrix right. screens. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. I'm like, so what? Yeah. Do you think that there's no one in this company? I, oh God, I've hit such a fucking wall with WB sometimes. I like no one in this company. And by the way, it's true. Listen. They didn't hire me to write for WB. I interviewed with them. They didn't hire me, so I don't know who they're hiring. They're hiring people who say, what if we put the Matrix screen? No one says, <laughs> Vince, don't do that. That is such fucking cheese. That is so dated. <laughs> so I don't know who they're hiring to write for these shows. I'll be what honest. What if we had a hacker? And what are they hacking? Like, is WWE run on a yeah. computer? What was really popular 23 years ago? Oh, hacking. Uh, literally, Mustafa Ali is trying to tell us that we... Uh, I can't believe anybody criticizes AEW. Because at least we have another show. Just to have another right, show. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. literally... They're like, Mustafa Ali said that I hacked into everybody's profiles in this company using the Matrix... Their profiles. <laughs> he's, he's using the Matrix. Okay, so here's that. I hacked everyone's tech because the reason he hacked everybody, okay, all the other wrestlers, is because WWE is making them obsessed with greed and corruption. I don't know how. What are these wrestlers? How are these wrestlers getting corrupt? I, really I'm asking question. you, maybe because they're trying to push merch or something? Yeah. Um, obsessed greed and corruption no we don't know and then like what is how could hacking they be? Into, uh, what is it they have like a employee in hr like their cloud profile yeah. or something and and he, yeah and he like changed their salary increase rates <laughs> doesn't make any and these are 1099 performers by the way not <laughs> yeah uh, so they're employees. these guys are really corrupt because they started twitch streams i don't know Okay, so the company's mm -hmm. corrupt. So maybe bring that up. I don't know. Okay, so it's just that. And then he says, because of the greed and corruption, okay, in this company, talented individuals are being forgotten and abandoned, okay, and their dreams are left to die. So he's basically saying, like, yo, Cena is the only guy getting pushes, right? Right. Like, it's like that kind of argument. Like, what, like other guys are getting buried. It's like, there's more WB TV than ever, and a lot of these guys are getting a lot of TV t time now, and there's a lot of new talents on these shows. So this is just not well thought out. Like, we're, like, right now, currently, it's not 
We're not seeing uh, Brock. Brock's gone, uh, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, both champions are kind of newer guys. Even Roman, yeah. to be honest, like you know, uh, Bailey. You know, I don't. It's just it's not it's not the time of. It doesn't make sense. So then he's saying, "Oh, I I brought these guys in. These guys retribution. I brought them in because I'm gonna like give them like the showcase they actually deserved." which they never got because this company so corrupt, didn't care about them. It threw their dreams away. And by doing that, I'm going to make them entirely change their looks and wear masks. So we have no idea who they are. They're going to actually get no singles matches. (laughs) And they're going to follow a leader, which is another wrestler on the roster. It's so, it makes no fucking sense. (laughs) And he's like, he's trying to like, oh, these performers whose dreams have died. Then he finds four people like, who are super recognizable, like it, right? It yeah, it plays the Dijakovic who had title shots. Right. Um, yeah. Mia Yim, who I'm pretty sure has had title shots. Dio Madden, and then another guy who I don't know who he is. Yeah, but also like, okay, let's be honest here. They're pushing Keith Lee. I mean, like Keith Lee is a is a is a minority talent who got to pin Randy Orton twice. Right. So. It's just kind of like below. You mean the dragons? Who's the dragon? You didn't hear Keith Lee refer to himself as the dragon? No, like, fucking fifteen times. <laughs> when? Oh. I don't remember. When that. he was coming, when he was coming down the ring, it's like a sidebar. He was coming down <laughs> to the ring, and like he's like muttering oh. to himself, and he's like, "Oh, you're the monster. Oh, be on the dragon." And then later on in the ring, when he kicks him in the balls, he was like, he said it again to him. He's really trying to make the dragon a thing. Okay. The guy oh. has, breathes fire. He's one of my guys. He's one of my guys, but he's got bad, cringy instincts. Uh, so yeah, the thing about Keith Lee, Shebs went really hard on Keith Lee, and the, uh, but but the, but Sheb straight up says like Keith Lee is a great wrestler. So he's you know, but he was just yeah like you know Keith Lee is a little rough around the edges here, and Vince is not helping him. Um, no, he's gears. I don't know why he thinks two toned gears like. How many wrestlers you got to see to know that that looks awful? I don't yeah. even think I've ever seen a wrestler do that. Like wear just two-toned spandex where it just changes colors, so it's clearly a two-piece. You're supposed it to. It like, usually has like a like a shape or something that goes like a tri- you know that goes down into it. Like a like a singlet would have like some sort of movement through the garment, but no, it's just like stops. Yeah. Uh, so, um, retribution. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought Ali actually cut, I thought his promo was his, I actually liked his performance. I think yeah. he looks cool. I think he's as the leader of this thing is a good idea, but he's fucking doomed because it, they're not thinking about it at all. Clearly. I mean, right. I'm sorry. This writing is fucking terrible. WB, if you're listening, like I'm serious, you guys need me. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Like, I'm sorry to say it, but you need me because I know how to make things that are generally make a little bit of sense. You, I mean, uh, this is, thing has been overly complicated. I mean, you wrote this thing. It's just, This paragraph I have here of what Ali's promo was is just a bunch of sentences. Yeah. Oh, that are I mean, all like, different ideas. To speak to that too, it's like we, you made, uh, you know, if he eats an avocado to power up, right? Like if you just take that sentence in a vacuum, right? 
this guy eats avocados to enter ketosis so he's more powerful. That was if he like, what if he did, but yeah. it was that as if he then I'm not gonna give you the credit then. But like there no, are that's things just that we've something done if he did, but yeah. Right. But, but, if, but if, I mean, like, if he was a written character in the WWE. Right. 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 And I'm saying that like we you've made things make sense that don't make any sense at all. And so like they do need you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I, 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 whatever. Fuck it. Who cares at this point? By the way, I go uh, interview with WB. They got me in there wearing a suit. <laughs> like, I'm going in there, like, talking about, like, my work. Your ethic. managers. As yeah, your past like, managers. You want to talk about the story? I mean, I came in there with, like, 20 ideas. ideas you know? And, uh, and I was like, yo, I had a, at the time, I was like, here's what you do with Aleister Black. Like, and they didn't ask me any of that. They didn't care at all about what I, so I was like, oh, all right, cool. Then right. if Tell there's going to be better looking dudes in suits, definitely. With, yeah. <laughs> like a regular job interview. Yeah. It was very frustrating. Um, I mean, no, they were everyone was super nice. It was, just, it was just like, wow, like this place is, some of their creative is such a mess. And you have like, Someone who's passionate. Forget about me. Let's say I suck, and it was somebody yeah. else. Yeah, somebody else. You know. Anyway, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, I, <laughs> I, I listen. I don't know. I avoided talking about that for a while because I just feel like, look, I'm not trying. I love WWE. I'll always be a WWE supporter. It's just this stuff is so frustrating because the resources they have for this amazing TV show and these amazing performers who you, you literally. Unlike any other shows where, like, listen, Chris Evans could be 50 and they could still CGI him to do, uh, to be Captain America. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or whatever. Like, you can make, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is a superhero. The guy's literally like an ex-addict and right. 60 years old. You know what I mean? And like, so whatever. Like, that's the movies. Right. So whatever. But these guys have these small windows. They're out there busting their ass every day and you're like... You, you want to think that, like, the writing they're going to give them, like Ali right now in his prime, why not give him the fucking chance to succeed? I think, like, all, all these guys, you're like, why not have try to make them all succeed? And WWE does so much more great work than the internet gives them credit for. That's for damn sure. Mm -hmm. You know, right. all internet is Yelp. Yelp is more negative reviews than positive because if you had a good time, you, you don't think the Yelp. You know what I mean? Right, right. So that, that is definitely true. But, like, this is the stuff that you're like, come on, man. Like, you guys spent months building up this retribution thing. It actually got your ratings up the night you said it was going to happen. You have all this NXT talent who we've watched for years who we're vested in, including, like, Mia Yim. I'm not, like, a Mia Yim mark, but I'm interested to see her main roster debut. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I want these people to succeed. You don't even give – don't, they don't even give them a chance, you know? Yeah. I think you you got to break them up. You got to break it. You cut cut their cut your losses and start over. And you use the fiend, have him face Mustafa Ali, turn it back to a good guy, disband retribution, have them make singles debuts, and then pretend like it never happened. Yeah, it's like yeah. retribution got you here. Now go do your thing. Be free. Right. Right. Be well. Free. Anyway, so I don't think retribution can come back. Aaron, I think we should turn to your special report. Dan? What do you oh, think? Oh, sure. I'd love to do a special report. I mean, Aaron, I think we should team. go. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure WWE will love this also. Uh, oh, yeah. But Aaron, let's get a special though. report uh, brought to us, brought okay. to everybody by um, podcast. Southern New Hampshire <laughs> University. Southern Hampshire. Monday Night Raw is presented by Southern New Hampshire University.
Uh, but, um, Aaron, let's get this special board for you, which is brought to everybody by the Damn Black Attack podcast and the regular guy news. Aaron? Mm-hmm. Aaron? Thank you for bringing us a special report. What are you going to be talking about for us today? Dan, I'm here today to deliver a special report on a man named Patrick Clark, a.k.a. the Velveteen Dream. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, Dan asked me an interesting question. Is it okay for me to watch a Velveteen Dream match? So I looked into it, and many of you have probably heard this tale if you've been on the internet for the last few so, months, but I'm here to break it down for you. Aaron, I don't want to interrupt your special report. I just sure. want to say, because you quoted me, Please. and I feel like I should, I should have a chance yeah. to respond the moderator okay all right so aaron here's what i want to say is that i said oh is it okay for me to watch velveteen dream match is that what i said i I was kind of like this it's more like this look it's really tricky because these wrestlers who by the way if you didn't hear about velveteen dream aaron will give a report of what he did but my my question my question is more like this WWE can choose who they want to hire and not hire that's not really up to me you know the question is more what do i do with that information i don't think like I'm not out here being like we gotta cancel this person and 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 I'm telling you what to feel about these wrestlers. But I spend money on wrestlers. I, I believe in supporting wrestlers. I'm wearing a lot of wrestling merch. So with a lot of stuff that happened, I I judge the character of the human being when I think about supporting them. Right. So an example is the Matt Riddle situation, which is very well documented. He for me lost all chance at. Um, he lost all chance at me spending money on him by the way he handled that whole situation, which he could have easily addressed it uh, addressed it maturely um, and addressed it in a way that I thought was respectful to the whole situation. And I probably would have been able to move on from that situation. Yeah. But the way he handled it was such, so sophomoric. Like it was so... It was so juvenile. It was so fucking 2001 or something. You know what I mean? That like yeah. I was like, this is like not at all what I stand for as a human being. And I'm like, I'm not going to buy this guy's merchandise. And that's it. I'll watch his matches. And that's it. I'm not going to go out of my way to support the dude as a wrestler. So Velveteen Dream is an example where what he did actually has some, you know, is I, I don't really understand the extent of what he did. What's true? What's not true? And I think we're all confused. So I asked Aaron to dig into, like, what are the facts about this Velveteen Dream situation so we can come up with our own conclusion because he's a wrestler who I would spend money on. I'm a fan of his work. You know, he's a great, great talent. So, Aaron, mm-hmm. that's the backside. Uh, that's the backstory of right. uh, that. Take that brings there, take me it to away. the special reports. So, yeah, well, the issue with facts is that this all transpires on the internet, right? So, like, we don't know what's real, what's not. Right. Like, going back to the Matt Riddle thing, like, you have to give credit to the people who were maybe victims of this individual. But we'll see. So, this takes us back to April of this year. Um, in April, a 17-year-old Reddit user posted screenshots of a conversation they allegedly had with Patrick Clark on Instagram. This included a nude photograph that was censored on Reddit and um, some kind of suggestive back and forth. However, at the time, and 
I remember reading this back in April, it seemed suspect because users pointed out that the images of the screen grabs from Instagram looked altered. And afterwards, uh, Velveteen Dream on social media said, quote, be assured that I did not communicate inappropriately with anyone. A private photo of mine was shared without my consent or knowledge, and I am working with a third party to look into this matter. So that was kind of written off. Nothing really happened um, of consequence following that. And it was iffy. Like, we didn't know if it was real or not because some of the images seemed doctored. So then in June, um, more allegations came to light on social media, which coincided with the hashtag speaking out movement that was taking place largely on Twitter. So users, there were, I think, two individuals who uh, shared uh, more screen grabs of more inappropriate conversations with Clark, and these people were underage. And a young independent wrestler who, you know, tweeted this from his personal Twitter released his story as part of the speaking out movement and alleges that Clark is a, quote, child predator and groomer. And he was never directly sexual with Clark on um, in their conversations, but said that he was manipulative and aggressive. And um, if the screen grabs were to be believed, it was gross. So he basically said he was grooming him and also said that there were other underage people trying to break into the wrestling business that he was essentially grooming with these conversations like show me your body said things like um, sex is the best workout uh, you can't tell people that we're having this conversation stuff like that so again this was all online cut to august uh, triple h said that addressed the issue i think you may have been asked about it like where's velveteen dream been he said that he was off TV during this time uh, because strictly because of this car accident that he was in. If you remember, he was in a car accident and he was off TV for a while. And Triple H said, quote, we looked into what was there and we didn't find anything regarding these allegations. So supposedly the company looked into it and they couldn't find anything substantial. So they allowed him back on TV. And the last thing we know is that earlier this month, um, he wrestled in TakeOver 31 and was submitted to uh, Kushida and evidently hurt his wrist. And they're like, well, he's medically cleared to wrestle if he wants to or and if he's able to. So, you know, hard to say. The right. WWE's stance on it has pretty much been we, quote, looked into it and didn't find anything there. Um, but... We now have allegations from an anonymous Reddit user that were suspect, but now someone who came out on their own personal page, put their name out there and released this story, which is the same thing that happened with Matt Riddle. They were like, you know, I've been afraid to share this, but here's the whole story. And so essentially what he's accused of is um, grooming underage performers and using that as a manipulation tactic to have this creepy relationship with people who are underage. Right. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So I, I remember that the person that I, the, the one conversation that I had seen about this, the, the person was 17 years old, right? Yeah, that was the one in April. We, we talked about it at the time and I looked into it cause I was curious and a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, these look fake. And then, 
you know, Velveteen Dream said that one of my pictures was stolen. I'm working with a third party to look into this. And it was kind of like, okay, that's weird, but benefit of the doubt. But then when this speaking out movement happened and more allegations came out, I think it kind of makes you wonder if there's some credence to these, these claims. Do we have ages of the other victims? They were underage. So the guy who came out on his personal Twitter, his name is Josh. I forget his last name. He was 16 at the time when they started talking, but I think he's over 18 now. Um, yeah. How old is Velveteen Dream? 24. <sighs> yeah. So this is, this is, wow. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's very tricky because, because I feel like he's yeah. going to do this again. Like that's that's where my brain goes. Well, is that hopefully like, not. Now that he's been like put on blast, I don't but... think that's how any of this stuff works. Is like, yeah, right. No, there's no shame. There's no none of that. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the thing I've learned from this stuff is like you think like, oh, someone made a mistake, and but then it I, it seems like no one ever learns their lessons with this stuff. You know what I mean? Um. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, look, I just want to have those facts out there. We don't need to come to some kind of conclusion here. I just there's another uh, there's another thing to add though. Yeah, is that the I, th- I believe it was that wrestler who came who spoke out after WWE said, um, you know, we looked into it and we didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Either it was that guy or another person who came forward said that the WWE never reached out to them. Right. So they're not yeah. sure what right. kind of investigation they did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is just Triple H saying we looked into it. Like, that's like a Trump thing. You know what I mean? Like, we looked into it. What does that mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's such a tricky thing because it's like, so you fire him, then he's got nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, like, you pull away, you take, but like, then for WWE to just, like, not at all give him any kind of, I don't know teach lesson just to be like oh we looked into it there's nothing and then to just be like what we're gonna do is stop your push as punishment right you know is like just it's the whole thing so weird i doubt i'm gonna be a big dream fan at any point in the future with this yeah Um, it's just creepy because it's like again everyone across the board was like there was no explicit explicit sexual exchanges but it's this idea of grooming and talking to people who are underage online about sex, like inappropriate across the board. But, you know, I don't, I mean, is it that hard to not speak to underage people? I mean, I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't even, how would I even do, I mean, like I would, I haven't even had any interest to speak to someone (laughs) underage. You know what I mean? Who's not like my nephew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, it would be like uh, like an underage listener of this show comes to you and wants to talk to you. Can you imagine yourself engaging with them and then saying, don't tell anyone we had this conversation? Like, that's the level that he was operating at. Yeah, unless I told them like a podcast secret, like, hey, <laughs> that's going to next week I'm announcing that. <laughs> like, we yeah. secretly record right. this on Zoom. That's just enough for me. This guy also, you know, yeah. it's like. 
I feel like there's been a lot of other flags with this guy's behavior in the past also. Mm-hmm. He seems to just be, right. like, you know, uh, uh, a jerk. So I doubt I'm going to be buying Velveteen Dream merch, and I doubt I'm going to be pushing him that hard on this podcast until I see some semblance of uh, change in his attitude, you know, or, 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 or learning here. You know what I mean? So, okay, cool. Aaron, I'm glad to have that information because I, I, I feel like people don't have it. He's just peered back on our TV, and WB made some statement, which we got into here, and it is. It's as gray as it is. It's like there's facts about stuff. WB's right. ignoring it. So it's up to you, really, uh, what you're going to do here. All right. Thank you, Aaron. Great oh, special thank report. You, Dan. I think people will be excited to. No one's excited, but I think people are happy to have the, this, a conversation about this. Security. All right. In other uh, 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 news, let's just talk about the big things that happen here, which is, uh, uh, well, Pete Dunn is looking jacked. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, you guys Good see what Pete Dunn looks like? Yeah. Because yeah. what's interesting about that, why that's newsworthy to me, is because I believe he's a vegan, right? Yeah. Yeah, plant based. Yeah. I would love. To, has anyone seen any interview about about him saying what he did to get the, to look this way? No, I don't. He plays. Uh, I mean, just I think the personality type that he is, he he's not very talkative in general. Right. <laughs> I don't right. think that's part of his character, and so yeah, I don't know that he's done any. Well, he got the Orton it. nod on Twitter. Orton saying that Pete Dunne's oh, a yeah. big track, bump, which big is, bump, which is huge. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton's really great at Twitter. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tweeting a lot, like late at night. <laughs> he just sees it. He does nice kayfabe Twitter work. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, at the end of Raw, by the way, we're talking about Drew Randy. They cut to Drew coming in the cage. He cut the cables, and then they went off the air. I'm curious what you guys thought about that cliffhanger yeah well i'm more curious to hear about what jamie thought about it (laughs) well interesting so jamie my wife was watching with me there and she she popped in saw drew mcintyre and was like wow look at this guy (laughs) i mean her mind was blown seeing what drew mcintyre looked like i believe that and then uh, she was like, "Oh no!" When he was going to cut him out of the cage, Jamie was like, "Oh, like, uh oh!" Like she was really into it. <laughs> and then it went off the air, and I was kind of like, "It was like shocking," because I was like, "My wife was like, I'm finally getting her to watch some fucking wrestling. She's feeling it. She's seeing like, oh, he's gonna go in. This is not gonna be good. This guy's huge." And then it like went off the air, and I was like, "It was almost like." I was like, oh, this this never happens. Like, baby, this never happens. Right, like, right. you know what I mean? This is the first time. This is the first time. <laughs> but I was like, they never do that. Like, they it happens never... to a lot of segments. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, this happens. To... She's like, dude, it's like there's there's other segments. Yeah. It's fine. We'll, we'll watch. Having to explain, segment. having to explain to your significant other why the lower third came up too soon. <laughs> It's so funny. Like that's the thing about wrestling. Is like that popped up, and I go, "That can't be right." Was, yeah. And it was over. I wonder if they ran out of time. But I gotta say, I actually thought it was really effective. Like yeah. I thought it was like effective. You're like now you're like, oh, I want to see them in the cage. Like I think they should utilize these kind of good. That's good storytelling. Like y- people who are like that was bad or like no, you're talking about it. Like that was. It's like oh, I wonder what happened. You know. The only thing I would want? change. The only thing I would change is have him rip the door off instead of oh. cut it with ball cutters. He like slammed the door at one point. I, I was like, how firm of a structure is this? Cause I was worried that the door was going to bend. They were going to ruin the cell already. 
Well, yeah. one thing that they all is always weird. You ever see Undertaker does this thing when he goes in the Hell in a Cell where he like he kind of like the way he like brings up the lights, he closes the cage like like with like slow like like you know like yeah does, like, a uh, movement and like for years he would do that and the cage would bounce and it would not look good like yeah, it would yeah. like ding, ding. and and Drew did it this time and he pulled it and it just closed and I was like oh they finally fucking. They finally figured out how to rig that to stay closed after uh, Undertaker retires. Uh, yeah. r- retires. Um, but yeah, so uh, that is funny. Thirty uh, days of the dead man. You guys uh, gonna tune into that on the network? So what is that? It's like his comeback thing. Thirty days of the. I don't know what it is. I just keep seeing promos for it. Oh, I think they're. I think that what they're doing in Survivor Series is going to be like Undertaker themed. It's going to be like a tribute to the Undertaker, and he'll be and he'll be there. Um, but I don't think he's wrestling. He'll probably give a choke slam or something. You know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're you know trying pull to pull a gun on somebody. <laughs> All right, couple. Uh, <laughs> Couple, couple of uh, uh, random things, and then we'll just get into our predictions. Uh, sure. Is um, Roman choked out Braun Strowman at the mm-hmm. end of SmackDown? And uh, listen, I give Roman when it's due. Just want to tell everyone, Roman, he's killing it. This Jey Uso feud is fucking awesome. I don't think anyone dislikes it. You know? Yeah. Um, I was thinking the tiebreaker for the predictions can be if Roman comes out with new music or not. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I just think that it might be the tiebreaker making it yes or no is not always a great idea. <laughs> That's why attendance is always like a good number. The attendance, by the way, will be zero. That would be my prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, he choked out Strowman because uh, 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 it's an I quit match, right? Yeah. Yeah. But man, I thought, like, fuck, that was good. It made Roman look awesome. And then Jay yeah. bashed him with the chair segment worked great. Uh, just excited to see it. Roman's looking like mm-hmm. a house. He's looking real good. <laughs> that was good. Lars Sullivan's back. I have nothing Ugh. to say about that. No. Another problematic character. Um, and yeah. Oh, the Elias concert. Here's what I wanted to talk about. Right. Uh, I I saw some negative reviews about this thing. I thought this thing was fucking awesome. I mean, his song I mean, was terrible. Right. Lip syncing. And I like that, but I liked that the song, like, I liked that it was, like, a real concert. Like, he really wanted to, like, show you his song. Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? He's like, hey, I'm going to sing this full song with the full band. Like, I like that they, they, it was like, yeah, Elias is, like, a real musician. He, like, does concerts, you his know? New, his new album's coming out next Universal Monday, Truth. Universal Truth. <laughs> it's probably going to be, what, like, three songs, like, last time? No doubt. No it's doubt. It's an EP? Um, and then, but then Jeff Hardy was wailing on the guitar. I loved that. <laughs> that I thought was that was funny. so stupid. I loved it. He was not. I mean, he was not actually playing. No, no but we, no he does playing. play the guitar, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they didn't just do that mid-song. Like, why not have the concert? Go- like, why didn't Hardy? Like, why they should have done that? To jam. He wanted to get get the lead out. A little but bit. why couldn't he do that? Like, like mid song that would have been so funny if like Elias played his song right, and then like when they got to the bridge, like the fucking guitarist started like soloing too much and like stealing the thunder. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then it was uh, Jeff. Why did he be like? Oh, why did he do it after? It was like it was so much sloppier than it should have been. It's probably because they it. 
thought of that idea too late. To do it. Yeah, right, <laughs> but right. like you know that you know that video of Prince when he like is like you know the uh, while my guitar gently weeps and it's like all the it's like all the famous people. It's like I don't know who's in there. Like I can't think of anyone who else who was know. on that thing in this video. But check it out. It's Prince shredding and like. All the other guitarists are up there, and they're like some of the best guitarists in the world. And Prince just like gets in the front, and starts like shredding, <laughs> and he's sick. And you're like, all right, all right, man. It's like Tom Petty's up there. Uh, 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 it, it, like I don't know why they, they should have done that with Jeff Hardy. He should have uh, s- sabotaged it. But anyway, I still thought it was fun. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. I like this, this freshen of Elias that he has like a full band, and I think that's a good way to freshen up Elias. I thought. Yeah, no, it served. It definitely served its purpose. It was like the songs were bad, the concert was too long. It's all this stuff yeah. to make you like boo, boo Elias. And after that, I'm going straight to hell. Enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> was that, that was an opening promo on SmackDown, right? Like that was the end of- <laughs> <laughs> he ended it just by saying enjoy the show and then his music enjoy hit. He went it was the first promo to go under time. <laughs> yeah. Um and then the last thing is we got a Rollins Daniel Bryan feud uh mm-hmm. coming up, which I think is gonna be pretty interesting. It's a tough road for Rollins because Daniel Bryan's not around right now, so it's kinda like Daniel Bryan's not like I don't know where he stands right now for Rollins yeah. to want to messiah him. I, I'm not saying it's not fixable, but it wasn't like, oh, Rollins is going to hear to, like, fuck up what Daniel Bryan's doing. It's a little like, oh, he just wants to beat up Daniel Bryan. It's about to you be know? dad versus dad. Uh, yes. Dad on dad crime. Well, dad on dad action. Baby. Yeah. And then uh, New Day. I was glad they didn't have Big E do, like, uh, a heel turn or anyone do a heel turn. It was like. Same. And then they had Big E on, like. You don't need to make it a big deal. Like they could cut those great, have a nice ceremony, but also Big E still on Raw was in the Thunderdome watching his boys. Like mm-hmm. that's fucking great. And using the Thunderdome to have like flair in the Thunderdome, yeah. like that is so fucking good. Keep doing that stuff. That's great. Yeah. You should have special guests in the Thunderdome. You know, just watching yeah. along, just like us. Uh, all right, Hell in the Cell predictions mm-hmm. uh which by the way you'll be able to see these results live if you're a member of the hell in a cell zoom thunderdome hang gonna be a good time join the patreon patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling gonna be a fun time uh i'm excited to hang and watch some wrestling um so uh aaron Yes. What let's uh, let's go through it. Uh, well, and we have Nick Tulo's predictions, right? In hand? We do. Yeah. I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday, so might not have all the matches. I only have 4 here, so we'll see how things shake out on Friday. Right. They we'll didn't release the whole card, but yeah. yeah. We'll do our best here. So, first up, we have Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Oh, yeah. I'll go first. I think they give Elias his return win. I think Elias will beat Jeff Hardy. Um and after that, I'm going straight to hell. Enjoy the show. Yeah, I think Elias Pick will Jeff win. Hardy I mean, to be different. Okay. Uh, Elias. 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 What okay. did Tulo pick? He picked Elias. Uh, okay. All right. It's always okay. good to be different. Yeah, it's good to be different. Next, we have uh, in the cell Bailey versus Sasha for the SmackDown Women's Championship. <sighs> Interesting. Oh, God. Forgot to talk about that. We'll just do it right here quickly because mm-hmm. I did talk about it on the episode that came out on Monday on the main feed with Shebs and Tulo. But uh, 
Sasha looked so fucking awesome on SmackDown. I mean, yeah, she did. What was that yeah. outfit? That was so it was fire. Like a red spandex jumpsuit, halter top. It was great. Be God, does she, she gets so much right. Best work. Yeah, she gets so much right. I'm enjoying what she's doing. Uh, yeah, uh, but here, Bailey versus Sasha. I mean, what happens here? I'm going to pick Sasha. So didn't it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to choose Bailey. I think Bailey wins. Yeah, I also think Bailey wins. Okay. I think I Bailey wins. I think they're going to ride out Bailey. Cause they're gonna, I think they're going to. I think they're going to push this feud for a couple pay-per-views. So I think Bailey okay. uh, wins. Okay. Next up, once again, we have Randall Keith Orton versus Drew McIntyre, this time in a cell for the WWE Championship. Who Who is shitting on this pay-per-view? This pay-per-view is amazing. You I only mean, have four matches, and they're pretty good. So, And I love a cell. I guess sometimes I'm like, I think of wrestling like the same way. Like I watch so much UFC that like UFC you watch sometimes for one fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, right. You're like, it's, you know, so like you have these two cell matches are, you know, I almost think sometimes with wrestling they give, they give, you know, there's such a high quantity, you know, but like that's why Brock really works in WWE is because like you, when he would only wrestle on pay-per-views, uh-huh. it's like, it's a big deal to have wrestlers who only wrestle on pay-per-views. You know, right. when you start seeing these wrestlers, they wrestle in like six man tags, every, every single main event, you know, uh, yeah. man, I would take so many of these wrestlers. They would wrestle so much less if I was in charge, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> man, I would revamp so much of it. I'd have so much more like title, uh, so much more like, tournament structure so many more non-wrestling segments i know people hate that but i want more non-wrestling yeah. segments <laughs> yeah anyway um randy or drew randy drew. or drew i got drew you're both going drew what did tula choose i'll go last he here t- he chose drew also <laughs> puts you in a tough position there dan i'll take randy i'm happy to take randy i think randy could i think I think Randy could win here. Um, he's going to strike in style on Sunday night. Well, he'll always strike in style. That's not a. That's not. A, that's <laughs> that's never in question, especially if he's rocking any slither gear, which contractually he won't. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm choosing Randy partially because you guys all chose Drew. Okay. But I'll all. Um, but I dare to dare to be different. Yeah. How many papers have they done so far with these two? They did the ambulance match. This is the. They did a sell. And then the, did they do? And they the did fourth. SummerSlam. So this is the third one. So if it's going to change, it's here. Uh, but I do think you guys are smart because I do think that they would have changed. Oh, I'm dying. I think that they're. I don't think they're gonna. I think Drew is gonna win. I think they're gonna ride out Drew for a while. Well, you're but I'll choose Randy. Randy. Okay. I'm choosing Randy. Yeah. And finally, last match we have on the card as of today is Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso in an I Quit match. Roman Reigns. Yeah, I'll go first on that one. That's going to yeah. be a Roman Reigns, and I think Jey Uso will say I quit and call him the Tribal Chief uh, while he's I, quitting. I also have Roman. I think we all have Roman for that. Nick Tulo does also. Those are the only matches announced? It's the go-home already. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see Wasn't it takes out on Friday because I think they're going to oh, have yeah. um, maybe Kevin Owens. 
Alistair Black. Alistair Black and maybe a Seth Rollins. Uh, Daniel Bryan? Daniel, uh, Seth Rollins versus Murphy versus Rey Mysterio situation. This is some speculation I saw. Oh, my God. Earlier. Really stretching the suit. Post-draft, yeah. they're still going to give us another Mysterio? <laughs> Rollins? It's enough, <laughs> Randy. Right. I mean, if they're going to I'll watch a Rollins versus Aaliyah, I guess. Like they, you right. know, or, or the Mysterio bomb. I don't know. All right. Anyway, uh, uh, I would watch a Rollins versus the entire family. I think that would be a fun handicap match. Angie, Aaliyah. Yeah, Angie. Dominic. Uh, one last topic because okay. there, there wasn't as much. Oh, and sorry. Um, tiebreaker. Who's voting for new music for Roman? I'm going with the Shield music myself. Shield. Yeah, I think it's even Shield music too. It's a terrible tiebreaker. I think. <laughs> Dan, you should say new music. I don't think he's gonna. I, I well, just because think it's you be Shield music. Um. Yeah. Okay. I chose this tiebreaker, and I think it's terrible. It was my okay. fault. I don't think they have the music ready yet. Uh, they're going through a lot of music problems over there. Um. Because. Well, we all have different picks for the four matches that are announced. So, okay, tiebreaker, cool. breaker. Okay, tiebreaker doesn't matter. Okay, so here's the last thing I just want to say to you guys because yeah. we didn't have his, his. I think they're gearing up to give Miz Otis's money in the bank briefcase. Just hand it over. Well, he's like he's he's like challenging him in 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 court. It's it's very unclear what's happening. He's like he's going to his lawyers. You know, to try to like get like Miz is like going through the law route, and I think he's gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna have Miz have the briefcase, which is exciting. And uh, the clock is winding down on the cash in on that thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. Well, you have a year from when you win the briefcase, so we've seen the briefcase cash in after Mania before the mm -hmm. Monday after Mania. Carmella cashed in the Tuesday after Mania wow. uh, on SmackDown when it was on a Tuesday when she beat. Charlotte. Mm -hmm. So Shebs was there in uh, New Orleans. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, what I want to say is I don't like the take of people saying like, oh, they shouldn't have given it to Otis in the first place. No, what they should have done is if you want Otis to be believable anything, then book him to be that. Right. But if right. you're going to make him literally come out in a fucking luchador mask and a cape, which, by the way, I thought was really funny. Like, I mean, it was yeah. stupid, but okay. it was fun. Okay. It was, you know, El Gran Gordo and then mm -hmm. him going like, hola, Tucky or whatever. It was funny. <laughs> it made me laugh. It was stupid. It was funny. I mean, ar arguably it was problematic, whatever, but, you know, is he what it is. You know. but, it, but, 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 you know, it wasn't flagrant. But. Yeah, I, with the way that they booked Otis, they need to get that briefcase off of him because why? I mean, give it to, if you give it to Miz or Hannigan or have Miz take it and then Hannigan and Miz have a feud about who takes the briefcase, like, that would be cool. So we already lost the women's briefcase, right? That's already done because Becky gave the title to Oscar. Right. Mm -hmm. um, right. So I don't know. I would say get. Uh, I hope I hope they give it to Miz. Or Hannigan, I think that would be really fun. Miz is due to be like, I need him out of the goof zone. You know, yeah, I love Miz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right, everybody, uh, thank you for listening to our selling hell, selling a hell, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> our uh, hell in a cell go home 
pod. We'll see you for the Kazoom Thunderdome if you're a patron. We'll also see you on Friday. We'll talk about uh, the AEW NXT centric episode. We'll be talking about what's going on on uh, on AEW. We'll be talking about Cody's 14 pounds of new muscle that he's been bragging about. <laughs> Very specific about the 14 pounds. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, NXT. What's going on with Finn? Finn's back from surgery. Finn is out of surgery. He's looking good. And uh, let's see. So everybody, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Everybody, Cal, go to patreon.com slash wrestling. Leave us, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts uh, 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 and tell us who one of your guys are. And uh, check out the Black Attack podcast, by the way. Check out the regular guy news over there if you have a second. And uh, everybody, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Daddies. Comedians of wrestling. I listen on Thursday.